All right, so we are in week three of our foundation series. Um, and so if you were here um, in the last two weeks, um, and if you missed any of it because of spring break or anything like that, that's okay, all right? We will, we're sort of still in the, still in the same subsection, all right? So, so, um, so, so the question then, of course, is, all right, and so this will be, be our, our second slide here. The question that we're trying to answer, all right, what is the question? What, what is it that we are trying to get at in our Foundations 4 series? And, the, and here's the big question, all right? The question is, how does the church relate to the world, okay? That's, that's the big question. So in all of our, in all of our Foundation series, and this is why it's a pertinent question for us, uh, for, for CPC, but for any church, um, is one of the things when we, when we start asking the question about our identity as, 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 as a church, we, we don't just describe it to one another, okay? I mean, that, that is important. Um, we learn to describe it to ourselves, okay? And, and that's what, it, you know, we, we do that. And then we also need to learn how to describe it to one another, and, and, we, and hopefully we, we do that in the context of the church. But we also need to find a way of asking the question, well, what, what, is, our, what is our identity as it relates to the world? Um, and, so, and, so we, we, and, and so to answer, answer that question, we go to, uh, there are sort of three aspects to how we're going to try to get at that question, all right? And, and we are sort of in, the, in that first one that you see up there. It, it is the distinction or learning to distinguish or to, make a dif to, to differentiate between the church and kingdom. All right, between those two terms, because we we get what does it mean to be a church member. All right, when, if I were to ask you um, where what 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 to, to learn to describe your your Christian identity, at some point in there, we we would probably hear something like, "Well, I'm a member at such and such a church," or "I worship at." Uh, I attend, I belong to. So we get that idea of church, but we do not think of ourselves in terms of our kingdom identity, at least not on a regular basis, not ordinarily. Um, and so we want to be able to, in some ways, get at that, that, at, 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 at that term, okay? And, and of course, you know, living in the United States, right, we, we like things to be as flat as possible, right? So we're very democratic, Right, so so this idea of what does it mean to have a to have to, to, to live under somebody's kingship under somebody's rule is a little bit weird to us, right? Because the people that we have in authority, uh, we had some role in placing them there, right? And so uh, for so for so for us, it's it's a little bit harder to so so we need to we need to do that. So that's what we're gonna that's what we've been working on for the last two weeks, and we're going to be doing that uh, in 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 this week and sort of finishing up that first part of that question. All right. The, the second part, the second part of that is to understand the underlying stories that are in the world. It's what we call worldviews, all right? And, and we'll be doing that in the coming weeks uh, because Christians have a worldview, all right? A story. It is the, um, Tim Keller says it's, it's, a, it's a gospel in chapters, if you will, right? It's the gospel story in the chapters of creation, fall, redemption, and consummation. That's, that's sort of the, the story uh, that we have, all right? It's a story with four big chapters, if you will, okay? And so, but we are not the only ones that have a story of the world, okay? Um, other religions, uh, other people of different philosophies um, have what we call a worldview. And so we need to understand what are those underlying stories because we are often surprised when we find 
that people have the outlook that they do on the world. Uh, but the reason for that is because they have a different set of assumptions, a different story uh, that they have embraced. All right, so that's the second part. The third one is this whole idea of culture. What, is it, what does it mean when we start using that word culture? Um, when we talk about engaging the culture or learning about the culture or what, uh, whatever we may be, right? How do how, how we mean to what we need to be countercultural, some people would say. All of those ways are, in some ways, we're we are talking about something, um, but we often perceive it as very negative, all right? And so we want to be able to say, uh, no, actually, actually not. There's bad culture and good culture. What does it mean to do that and to do that in a redemptive way? All right? All right, so, that, so that's what we're doing. All right, so the, the, the next few slides are just review for, for those of you who have not been with us, just so you know. All right, so third slide is on what we talked about. What does it mean for the church? All right, and we said that the church, the church is marked by certain things that the church, that only the church can do, should do, and must do. All right? And we said that these are the recognizable marks of the church. And they're all around gathering around the centrality of the word of God. All right? So when we talk about the, when we talk about the church, we talk about the preached word, the word proclaimed and heard. All right? There's a reason why when we have, in your, if you look at your bulletins, you know that after Les O'Brien finishes preaching, we have what we call a hymn of response. Because a hymn of response means that what has been proclaimed or preached from the pulpit in some ways has been heard, all right? Uh, that's why it's a different than someone standing you know, on the square, right? And, you know, and they, might be, they might be reading from the Bible or preaching the Bible, right? Um, when I was a student here, that it happened at the student union on campus. I don't know if it still happens, all right? But you know, used to have people who would just stand up there all right, and do it sometimes, right? I don't know if that still happens. Um, but in, in other words, what, what makes that different from what happens here? Well, it's not only that it is, pro, it is not pre preached and proclaimed, it is also heard, all right? And so, that's, so, we, so that, that's one mark. The other one we talk about is the sacraments, which is the word made visible, all right? In some ways, what we do is, 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 is relating, also relating to the word. And then thirdly, it also has to do with the word applied, all right, that we take it seriously. We take it seriously for the people who are part of this church, right? It's not, it's not just coming up and, and, and hearing, hearing, hearing preaching, being part of the sacraments, but in some ways, you, you, to be a member of a church, you take vows, all right? To submit to the discipline and the worship and the work of the church, okay? So all of that, all of that means that in some ways, we say that if the church is doing that, um, it is doing what it should be doing. All right, that, that, uh, that is what makes the church. It's not the only thing, right? There are other marks, we would say, but this is what makes the church most recognizable. All right, so, so when we talk about the church, we're always talking about the people, and we're talking about the people gathered around the word, and, the, and, and, this, and this is what we're, and, the, and in these three ways is what makes the church most visible. All right, next slide. All right, so the next slide is we're talking about what does it mean when we talk about the kingdom? When we talk about the kingdom is God's rule. All right, and we say there are three sort of ways that you can think about God's rule. God's eternal rule, all right, that he's always been and he's always ruled, all right? And then we, we know that we talk about the messianic rule of Jesus, all right? It's, if you were in the sermon this, this, uh, this morning and those of you are going to the second service, you know that that's really this idea of talking about the Davidic line and David's son is all wrapped up in this idea of 
kingship and kingdom. All right? And so when Jesus shows up in history, right, at a particular point 2,000 years ago, in the coming of the Messiah, there was something about this kingship, of God's kingship, that, 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 that takes on a much deeper, more uh, permanent, um, uh, uh, a more concrete dimension. Okay, not just that Jesus, that God is just sort of ruling in a sort of eternal way, but he's reigning now and ruling in a very particular way. All right, and so that we say it is marked by something that happened in the past, in Christ's first coming, and will be marked by what Christ, when Christ comes again, all right, in the future. All right, so we are talking about a particular time in history that we call this, where we are right now, 2023, right, here, right now, is sort of between those two events. And between those two events means that we are living in what we would call Christ's messianic reign, all right, in some way. All right, what, however, however we describe that, we want to say that that is significant. All right, that is not nothing. All right, it's not that Jesus, will, Jesus has come and will come again. The question is, there's something going on right now. All right, and then the thirdly, we, we say that the Holy Spirit reigns in the hearts of believers. All right, so all of that, all of that kind of sets us up, right, to answer sort of the, the, the question that we are, we are trying to get at. Because we said we, we get this idea of, God's eternal reign, God's sovereignty. We get this idea that the fact that we come to a saving knowledge of, of receiving Christ and acknowledging his lordship, right? We get all that. The question then would be is how do we understand Christ's messianic reign? How, do, how is Jesus reigning right now, right? And we can say at least three things about it. And this should be, this, should be the, the, the slide, right? The next slide right here, all right? So we can say that there's something about it that, that has already been manifested. It's here, it's present, but it's not yet completed. And we use this phrase that you might have heard of, it is, uh, is this phrase, and, and, it's a, and, it's a, and it's a helpful way of being able to say that the reign of Christ is already, and it is not yet. It has begun, but has not been, in some sense, consummated, or brought to a fullness of its completion. All right. The best analogy, the best analogy I think that people have used, and I think is really helpful, is to think about during World War II, the 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 time between D-Day, whenever uh, whenever the uh, whenever you know whenever the Allies stopped the beaches, stormed the beaches of Normandy, right? In '44, sometime in 1944. I don't know that month. Somebody else, somebody know when me? When is it? June 6th. All right, June 6, 1944, and then when, but when, when is World War II declared to be finally over? 45. I don't know when in 45. How, is, it, is it about a year? About a year later, thanks, Ward. Right, so, so in other words, right, in other words, D-Day and V-E Day, right, right? So, um, I I'm, I'm talking like I guess if I was there, all right? But, all right, but, but, but then D-Day and V-E Day, right? So, in other words, D-Day marked something, right? We call it the turning of the war. It was the beginning of the end, if you will, right? But there were a whole bunch of battles fought between D-Day and V-Day, right? And so, and so when, when, we, when we think about this time, we are saying there's something that is already, D-Day has happened, but, but V-Day hasn't yet, all right? But... It is decisive, 
All right, there's something about it that we can say is, uh, we, we can look back and say that that is decisive. If you're wondering, right, when is this war ever going to end? We look back and we look, uh, we look at that event at D-Day, right? And we're longing for VE Day. The same way is we look back and we look, uh, we look at what Christ has accomplished. We see the cross, we see the empty tomb, the resurrection is true. All of that reminds us that it is the beginning of the end. But we're not there yet. All right? So I think that's a great analogy for how to think about this time that we are sort of living in, that it is the already, but it is also not yet. Secondly, we can also say that God, that the reign of Christ is universal in its scope. All right? Jesus didn't just come, right? When, when, if, you, if you're asking the question, well, if Jesus already come, why are we still here? Right? Why, 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 why is it that in some ways, the, the work is, the, if the work has been completed, is the work has been done, what, what's going on now, right? And we say that what Jesus came to do was not just to get people from here up there, right? It's not, it's not sort of this big rescue mission to get us off on the lifeboat and get us out of here, right? But there was something cosmic, universal in its scope, all right? That, that it, wasn't just, it wasn't just for to get people, but it was somehow relating to all of creation, right? It was, it's a co- what we would say, a cosmic redemption. It is universal in scope. But at the same time, it's very particular in nature, right? It's very particular in the way that, that Jesus says. When he, because when Jesus says, he says, that no one comes to the Father except through me, right? He makes, he makes these claims that are very exclusive, very particular, when he says the kingdom of heaven, he says the kingdom of heaven is like this. All right? It's not, there's something very specific, something very particular about that. All right? So when you, so when we, so when we talk about, so when we talk about, when we talk about the reign of Christ, we talk about the fact that it's already not yet. We also talk about it, the fact that it's universal in scope, but particular in its, in its nature. And then thirdly, and this is where I think it kind of relates to what we are talking about right now, is that it comes through the church, but it doesn't come by the church, right? And, 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 and it's an important distinction because we want to say a lot of times that we want to make the church and the kingdom one and the same, right? In, in other words, what we, we, we almost find ourselves saying that unless the church does it, God's kingdom is not present, all right? And, and, what we are, and what we are saying is that the, that the way that God manifests his rule, that Jesus manifests his rule in the world is through the church. And remember, we have said that the church is the people, right? So how does Jesus manifest his rule in the world is through us. But it is not necessarily through Christ's Presbyterian Church, the institution. Okay? Now, that's an important distinction because what happens is, and this, and, 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 and this is what we're going to be talking about here in, in a few seconds, is one of the ways that what, 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 what that happens is it always leads us to two opposite errors. Right? One, it makes the work of the church really it, it, it sort of, it, it, it limits the work of God's kingdom, 
right? It, it's sort of this idea that we withdraw back into our sort of our bubbles. And we want to say that in some ways what God is doing only can happen here, not out there. All right? And, and, and so what, and how that affects us is that somehow we think that there are spheres, whether it might be education or entertainment or whatever, however you want to think, right? The business world, the political sphere, that somehow those spheres are, are, have nothing to do with what God is doing in the world. And if, if everything that we've said about what Jesus is, said is true, Right, that it's decisive, it's cosmic in its scope, it's universal in its scope. Right, if we said that it's all, all of those things are true, then then somehow it does. Right, his reign is not left unchallenged there. All right, it's 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 brought to bear there as well. All right, so hold on to that because we we're going to we're going to be spending a lot of time talking about that, and hopefully we'll have time for some questions at the end here. But. Um, but it's important as you are as you're as you're thinking about this is is not to is not to make the church and the kingdom one and the same. All right. We if, if, if it is, it ends up watering down the church or it ends up watering down God's kingdom. All right. You, you end up in two, two, two opposite places. All right. And and so and and that, and, and and so that. What, and that's what we saw, talked about last week in terms of the conservative view and the liberal view. And we'll, and we'll review that here in a second. But let me say one thing as, b- before, before we go there, because, um, because it's really important to think about this, right? And this should be the next slide, right? Is to understand the question is, how do we understand, what do we mean when we talk about the kingdom of Satan? All right, how does Satan figure into all of this? All right? And, 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 before, and, and before we get to the, the diagrams here in a second, and we'll review them because that was on the diagrams when I introduced them last week, but I didn't say anything about it. When, you, when, when we think about the role of Satan in the world, all right, and, and, and Lewis gets at this at the beginning of the introduction to screw tape letters, if you've read that, right, where he talks about that, that we can make either too little of the devil or to make too much of the devil, and the devil is happy with either. Right? And, 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 and we have fallen sort of into that trap. So the question then is, how do we understand the role of Satan as we talk about the kingdom of God? Right? If, if Jesus has come, the kingdom of God has come, then one of the questions that we ask is, why are things bad? Right? Why is there evil in the world? Right? If, if Jesus has come and all of these things are true, Right? Then why is there evil in the world? And we can either make too little of it or make too much of it. Right? And when we do that, we sort of start downplaying uh, the role of what Christ has accomplished, what Christ has done. And the best passage that I can think of to explain this is in Revelation 12. All right? We're not going to look at the passage, but I've put some of the relevant verses up there on the, on the slide. All right? And if you know that story, it's told in, in, in an apocalyptic sort of vision. It's told in pictures, if you will, right, where Satan is portrayed as a dragon. The woman, we, we, we would say, is, is a, it points us to the church. Um, but then there is a son that's mentioned, and we talk about the person of Christ. But in some, when, but if you read that, if you're reading through that passage as, as it is describing, 
telling us sort of this cosmic battle between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. What was happening when Jesus was dying on the cross, right? What, what was happening in the coming of Christ, okay? If you only think that it was a story about a peasant Jewish man who lived 2,000 years ago, walked around, spoke well, died on the cross, right? And, and, and then our view is way too small of what was being accomplished because what was accomplished, and Revelation 12 kind of outlines this, was a cosmic battle, a war that was breaking out between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. All right, and, and you can read that passage. I'll leave that to you to read. But if you look at it, you, you'll notice, right, that it says that, and here's talking about the dragon, right, the serpent, the enemy of God, Satan, was thrown down, right? And this idea of being thrown down is sort of, this, that's battle language, all right? Okay, it's, it's, being, it's being, right, you're taking somebody down, right, throwing them down on the ground, right? So this idea that Satan is a defeated foe is there. However, but you can see that what Satan does is, he, we says, he says in verse 7, he says that his time is short, all right? And in the end, and at the end in verse, in verse 16, verse 17, it tells us, that he turns his attention to the saints, right? To those who are, and referring to us, right? So in one sense, we can say that, 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 that Satan is a defeated foe, but he is nevertheless active, all right? And, and those two realities need to be held together because if you think that he is a defeated foe and Satan is, in, is not at work, then we are going to be, we are going to be really discouraged by what happens. However, on the other hand, if we think that Satan is just active and he's just sort of running around unchecked, then, then we, are going to be, we, are, we, are, we are going to be really concerned, all right? And we are going to be completely discouraged, also discouraged, right? So we need to, we need to hold this idea in, in check, okay? Because if not, we, we, if not, we would make too little of, 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 of what Satan is doing or too little, all right? But I think this is, a, this is a passage that kind of gets at the fact that his time is short, right? VE day is coming, all right? It's already been appointed, it's coming. For us, it feels like forever, and we're sort of wondering, all right? But he knows his time is short, all right? So our, our, our role in, in, how, in how to think about the, the, this church versus kingdom is to say that, yes, Jesus is ruling and reigning right now. That is true, right? Satan is a defeated foe. That happened at the cross. That is also true. Thirdly, Satan is active in the world. That is also true, okay? All right. Real quickly here, I'm not going to spend too much time on, on these diagrams because I need, I need to, I need to, we need to sort of move on to sort of the implications about all these, sort of the so what, all right? But last week, I kind of went through this. So slide seven, we call it the conservative view. We said there are sort of generally three approaches that people take, all right, that, that churches have taken. So if you look at, look at slide seven, look at this slide, you'll see sort of that semicircle with the word with church, right? 
And then you see sort of on top, you see sort of the eternal reign of God, right? Sort of what we would say, maybe we call that heaven, all right? And then we are sort of the church at the bottom, right? In that, and that, but you see that church has got, a, has got a solid line around next to it. And this, in the conservative view, we sort of withdraw back into our own bubbles, all right? What we see beyond that is only the kingdom of Satan. Okay? In other words, when we look out into the world, we just say that Satan has got everything. All right? And our safe space is the church. So let's do our best to protect ourselves, our families, our doctrine, uh, all of those things. Right? Make that the only thing that we, are, that we pursue. Because that's all we got. Okay? Because what's happening out there, in some sense, is either none of our business... Or it's useless to even think about it, all right? And so we tend to sort of, this is sort of a, a sort of, we, we either, we sort of withdraw back into our bubbles. So you have people who are very pietistic, right? We read our Bibles, we pray, we love taking, we, 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 we make sure that our children are safe, we want to make sure our churches are safe, right? We, we, we think in that way, but we don't really think a lot about how does my identity as a Christian impact the world outside all right we, we, we just don't think about we just don't think too much about it we go out and we engage in it but not but then after that we sort of come back in and we kind of close the doors all right and so that that is sort of the conservative view all right and then all right and then then the next slide is we talk about it we called it the the liberal view and if you notice in this one right it's almost like the church becomes completely it, it, it it's 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 big Right? It almost swallows up everything. You, 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 you almost can't tell the difference. What is the church supposed to be doing and what is sort of kingdom work look like? Right? It's almost like it's, 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 it, you, there's no distinctiveness. There's nothing separate. Right? In the previous slide, it was not engaged. It was completely cut off. In this one, it is so engaged that, it's almost lost its, that the church has lost its identity. You can't tell the difference anymore. All right, and so this would be what we would call sort of the liberal view. This, in this view, doctrine doesn't matter. What you believe doesn't really matter. That's almost irrelevant, all right? It's, it, 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 that, that is sort of besides the point, right? We need to be more involved in a lot of social things, right? Let's, let's make sure the world is being taken care of, all right? But in, but in some ways, it's almost like saying feeding the poor and preaching and the sacraments, all one and the same. All right, no difference. All right, and, and we need and, and we need to ask that question: Is that what we is that what we think? Right? Is that something distinctive about what happens here? Okay. So so and so so this we, we, we you know we, we we would say right. By the way, if you notice, like in diagrams, they've got that they've got like the the, the teeth, right? The, the the teeth. People are, people are asking. Why, why, why do we have teeth, right? And, 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 the, reason, and the reason for, the, the, reason for the, the, the way, the, the way that I think this diagram is portrayed is, is meant to say is that the, kingdoms, that the kingdom of God will come into conflict with something, right? There's friction between the kingdom of God with the kingdom of Satan. But if you notice in the liberal view, the kingdom of Satan is really small. Right? It kind of, it almost makes too, makes too little. In the other one, the, in the conservative view, the kingdom of Satan is really big. 
Okay? And so, so, and, and so the question then would be is what happens when those two things collide? All right? And, and we, we need to ask the question, something happens, right? Something happens when those two things collide. What, what exactly happens? All right? Hold on to that. We're going to come to the sort of the, the correct view in a second, all right? But, but before we get there, all right? Before we get there, let me, let me do this because I think this is helpful. Because one of the questions is, what are the implications of thinking about our relationship to the world in terms of the conservative view and the liberal view, all right? So hope, the next slide here is a table, all right? So you'll see sort of comparisons. I think there's a lot of other comparisons but you, that you can draw, but, but here, here are a few, all right? Here are a few that I think are the implications of embracing a way of relating to the world with either of those previous two views, okay? All right, so in the, in the, in the, the church versus kingdom, okay? When you, when, when the, when the church become, in, in the conservative view, right, the church world becomes really, really small, all right? It becomes really, really small. The, but in the, in the liberal view, the, the church almost becomes enveloped. It's like taken over, right? But what are the implications? How does that happen in terms of, it, in terms of a related to the world? Let me just point out a few things, all right? When you look at, you, you'll see on there when it talks about doctrine, all right, and 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 you know, and we and we think well, in the conservative view, at least we'll have our, well, at least we'll have our doctrine, what we believe. Westminster Westminster Confession of Faith, check, right? All, right, we 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 get that, right? Children know the Catechism, check, right? All of those things. The question then is, what does that do? Right? How does that lead anywhere? Does that do anything? Right? And in, in other words, you can have churches that check all the boxes in terms of what we believe. We have all the right doctrines, but it, all it does is produce what we would call a dead orthodoxy. Right? We're very orthodox, right? But, it's, but, it, but, it, but it, doesn't, it doesn't do anything. Right? It doesn't do anything. It doesn't shape us in any way. Right? You can, you can check all the right boxes, but it doesn't do anything, all right? In the liberal view, right, we have what we would call heterodoxy because it loves being so inclusive, it loses its distinctiveness. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't know what it, what, it, what, what it believes anymore, right? And we have churches that way, right? So, the, so in other words, if you, either of this view in terms of doctrine it goes in, in goes, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere. One, one more thing to point out, right, in terms of how we think about history. The conservative view, everything is future, right? All we're looking for is for, God's, for, God, for Jesus to come back and get us out of here, right? That, 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 so, when, so when we think about it, we're all, we are always very future forward. We don't really ask anything about what does it mean for Jesus to be king now? Right? We don't ask that question. The, the liberals, the, the, in the liberal view, would want to say, it's always, always only about the present. Don't talk, don't, we're not talking about any type of future of Jesus' reign. No coming judgment, nothing. That's not good. Okay? Conservative view, you make, you, you, you make the kingdom irrelevant. What does being a Christian have to do with my day-to-day? 
what what does kingdom have, what what does being part be, being a Christian have to do with the world? Well, what's happening out there? Doesn't matter, right? We just need to get more and more people in here, and then when Jesus comes back, he will get us out of here, right? That's not good, right? In the liberal view, it's always only about what's happening around us, right? But it, to the point that it makes church almost irrelevant, all right? There's more here, but I'm running out of time here. All right, so let me, so let, let me finish off with this. All right, so, so we, when we talked about the, this the next slide. So on this one, when we talk about the, re, the, the reformational view, or we call it the redemptive view, right, what, you can, what you'll see is that the line around the church is a, is a dotted line, all right? And, and the reason for that is to say that there is a lot of coming and going between the world of the church Right? between the church world and God's kingdom. All right? Is the kingdom of Satan still there and active? Yes. Does God still reign overall? Yes. Is the church still distinctive? Yes. But is the church disconnected from what's going on out in the world? No. All right, and, in, and I think this is, the, this is where we are, right? If you're, asked the, if you're asking the question, where is Christ's press in its view of this, right? We would be here, okay? Because we want to say, right, as a church, that our job, right, if you're saying, what, what, what is Christ's press about, <clears throat> right? What we, 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 we hope that when you come in here, we, that, 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 that you see that, that this church tries to show itself through the marks of the church, right? The preaching, the sacraments, and church discipline, pastoral care, right? All of those things are in, among other things. But we want to be recognized for that. If at any point CPC is not recognized for that, we would say it no longer bears the marks of the church, Right? And so our, 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 what, what we do, what is visible, what, should, what we should be recognized for, is, is for those things. But, but we want you, we want each of us, everybody in this room, everybody here in this church, to think of themselves not only as church members, but as kingdom citizens. To say that we are part of our role is to not just come in here in terms of our identity and then we leave, all right? I was listening to, um, some of you know who Paige Brown is, right? But I was listening to this talk that she, was, she gave at the Gospel Coalition, but she was saying like, she's saying, you know, when, when Christians talk about that, that identity, you know, and they say things like, well, you know, I go to church. Um, you know, I attend Bible study, right? That's like saying, you know, I, I only sleep with my spouse. Yeah, that's good, right? That's like, that's, you know, it's good that you're not fornicating, right? That's a good thing, right? In, in other words, to just simply say you're stating the obvious, right? You're, you're stating what is the Christian norms, all right? And, and, we, and, and we hope that, that, we are, that, that, your, that our lives are, reflect what we call Christian norms. However... However, we should also be asking the question, how, what, what is my role as it pertains to the world? All right, to Oxford, 
All right? In other words, when I think about my Christian identity, I'm not only thinking of, of, of my identity as a church member, I'm thinking of myself as in terms of a citizen of the kingdom of God. All right? All right, last slide as we close out here. And here are the implications of this. All right, I can think about others, but here, here, here are the few. All right? We, the, the first thing is, when, when we think about our role in the world, first, we need not be fearful. Okay? We need not be fearful. All right? And the reason we don't need to be fearful is because this is, this is, Jesus, is, Jesus is Lord. Right? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, Jesus says. Okay? And so we need not be fearful. All right? And even though, and, and we know, even though Satan is active, he's, we, could say he's a, we would say he's a defeated foe. Okay? Secondly, we need to distinguish between our identity as members of churches and as, as kingdom citizens. All right? So why do you come to church? Why are we here? We are here so that we can remind ourselves of our identity of who we are before we go back out into the world as kingdom citizens. All right? And, that, and, then, and, then, and then thirdly, and then thirdly, and I think this is, is that we need not be surprised. All right? Look, and this I think is, is the hardest one for us, is to say that kingdom service is suffering service. All right? Why, did, why, why were those pictures portrayed with those teeth? Because when Christians who represent God's kingdom come into conflict with the kingdom of Satan, we're going to get cut. Right? In some parts of the world, it's outright persecution. All right? And, and if you want to know what that looks like, look at the global church. Okay? It's not, you, you don't have to, you, right? You don't have to find out, ask the question, how am I being persecuted? In some sense, look at, look at what's happening in the global church and your brothers and sisters in other countries. Right? That, right? You, you see that. Right? You see that. And when you ask the question, why, 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 does, why is it hard to be a Christian today here? It's those teeth, right? The kingdom of God is coming into conflict with the, and, and, and we get cut. Right? So whether it be suffering, whether it be service that doesn't seem that produ- that, 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 that seems that you are that, that you do it every day and it doesn't and it feels like it's not producing the fruit that you want to see, that's that's a reflection of this. This is what we're talking about. Right? And so don't be surprised by it. All right? Don't be surprised by it. It is, it is the way of Jesus, right? Jesus' life was one of suffering service. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life, right? As a ransom for many, okay? So, so I think these are, it kind of helps kind of anchor us in terms of our identity, um, because if not, kingdom service will just always become something that is just very nebulous and sort of out there. All right. I don't know how much time I have, but any questions before we close? Should Christ best start an orphanage? Should it? Or should, or should we have Christians from Christ's breast start an orphanage? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a question, right? It's a question of what, what are we here for? Right? 
and I think that in some sense we are saying is should everything that we any good that we intend to, to, to do in Oxford be an institutional thing for this church? Or, or should we equip people here to do that work with resources, whether it be financial, whether it be people, whatever it may be, right? Support existing things that are in the world, right? If there's anything good that's already happening, get behind it, right? We'll talk about that later here, okay? Right? In, in other words, we don't have to start everything on our own. Right? We talk about partnering with other, other, other people who are doing good. Right? And that's, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about this idea of common grace all right, here in a couple of weeks. But in some sense, what we're asking is that those are the questions that matter to us, those practical questions. Right? Why do we do certain things and why do we not do certain things? It has to do with what we think about the church versus the kingdom. Right? There are certain things that the church can do, must do, and should do. And those are the things that the church needs to be doing, right? Yeah, I think, and, 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 and I think that's, you know, Rob, I think when we talk about this, and this is what I think every, every Christian needs to ask themselves, right? And I, and I heard this illustration from, from, from somebody, but we're talking about the questions like, <clears throat> what question should I be asking of myself as it pertains to my kingdom identity, right? And I, and, and I think this is a good way of saying it. It's like, Find out where the kingdom is weak and go and make it strong. Right? Find out where the kingdom is weak and go and make it strong. Right? I, and, and I love that phrase because that applies to missions. Right? It, it, it apply, but it applies to everybody. All of us, right? In other words, that's not just for people who go and do, who, who go into vocational mission work, right? Yes, that, 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 that is absolutely true. But if we only think that those are the people who are doing kingdom work, right, we're dead wrong, right? Remember, we've talked about the fact that Jesus came to establish a kingdom. He didn't just come to be the head of his church. He came to be king. He is king, right? And so if, if that's the case, then all of us need to be asking that question. Where in my sphere, right, in the places where I am, right, in, in the places where I am, and looking out into the world, asking the question, where is God's kingdom weak? And, and we go and make it strong, right, for the cause of Christ, right? For some people, it, it might be obvious, Right? Prison ministry is, is a great example of that. All right? Right? But it can be, it can be in places that we, we, would, we, would, we would think from a worldly perspective is quite healthy. But from a kingdom perspective, it might not be. All right? And so our role is to say, well, that, that's, that's, that's where I'm going to find myself. All right? And so, and so I, you know, for all of us here, as, as, we're, as we're thinking about our, our role in, in, in Oxford, th think, think about it not just in the role of what is CPC's role, right? We need, we need to be thinking about that. But each of us, individually, we, we, are, we are also asking, well, what is my role? 
right? What is my kingdom role here in this place where God, where, where God has sent me? Remember we said that everybody is sent, right? All of us have been sent to Oxford, right? If you're, if you're here, right? You, you didn't, right? Uh, that's, that's your, your, if, if you're a Christian, you're one who is sent, right? Okay, so if you've been sent here, the question is, where is the kingdom weak here, right? Where, where is the kingdom weak here, and how can I, and how can I make it strong, right? And I love that phrase, right? I think, and I think that kind of ho- hopefully get, gets at what, what I, I, think, I, th- I think you're right, because what I think being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit is, the Holy Spirit will always, will always direct us Right for the cause of Christ, and if that's the case, then yeah, absolutely. Right, we need to be sensitive to that. Yeah, yeah, and I and 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 I think to even kind of make it it's not it's not even what the people do here, right among ourselves, but how but how but how does the how, what what do we do as out there? Right? So, so in, in other words, if what, what am I doing now, right? What we're, what we're doing now is we're, we're learning about this here. Does this translate to something more than just me talking and you, and you listening and, and you're listening? And, and what we're saying is it should, right? And, and, and that is what we want to get at, right? So in other words, it's not just about attending and being participating in here. It's not what the people do here, but it's what the people do for the cause of Christ out there. But yes. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again, Lord, for this time. And Lord, even as we seek to understand this a little bit more, Father, we ask that you would, um, we want to we we we, we be shaped more and more in the likeness of Jesus. And so we pray that you would equip us to that end, um, Lord, that, that in all things, Lord, we, we would see the kingdom of God come a little bit more, um, even here, even here in Oxford, um, Father, we thank you in Christ's name, amen.